Hi everyone, and welcome to the Resonance Collective podcast. My name is Valentino Barrioseta, and together with my dear friend and co-pilot Eric Gretfeld, we will be sharing some of our conversations with the catalysts we meet on our journey exploring human potential, as well as through our work in the impact space. From leading researchers in the fields of human consciousness to impact leaders or best-selling authors, we believe humans are in resonance when surrounded by like-minded people that inspire them, when living purpose-driven lives and when being present in flow, especially in the fast-paced world we live in. So the aim of this podcast is to become a platform to share the stories and ideas that can inspire us to become a better version of ourselves. This week's guest is probably the most handsome and charming guy you will bump into at Burning Man. We didn't invite him on the podcast for his amazing Playa Ready outfits, but for his amazing work in guiding people to create resonance in their lives to become the best version of themselves. He is the founder of Lifestyle Perfected, a coaching platform for company founders and CEOs. He's also a co-founder and one of the mind drivers of Imiloa Institute, which Eric and I are excited to be part of and that is designed to become a hub for global masters in mindfulness, health, well-being, spirituality, yoga, and much more. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Nadav Wilf. Where shall we start, my brother? Yeah, welcome to to the podcast. Thank you. Um, we're in Ibiza. Um, we just did an amazing sound meditation yesterday with one of the people that I respect the most in the sound space and the in the mindfulness space, Alexander Tanus. And we'll touch on that later. But I wanted to start with your personal journey, Nadav, because I think a lot of people that know you see you always as this shiny person. But I wanted to go a little bit back on your know, background and, you know, tell us a little bit more about who is Nadav Wilf, where were you born, and what is your journey? Yes. All right. That's, uh, that's a nice, nice question. Nice broad question. Um, so I was born in Israel. I grew up in San Diego. I left when I was four years old. And um, yeah, I mean, I had an amazing, you know, time growing up, amazing childhood. Um, if we're going to talk about some of the things behind the scenes, um, I had amazing, my, my, I have two brothers and, and my parents are incredible. Everyone's amazing. Um, but we came out of a Holocaust family. Right. So we, my, my, my grandfather, like each one of the, our grandparents was one of the only survivors. So um, there's an impact of that. And, and really what it was is like grew up in a loving family. Like, you know, there was always like food on the table. There's always um, my mom would like pick me up from school. Like there, it was, there was love, but it wasn't shared um, verbally and also with touching. So it was like I wasn't used to that. And what it did was was have me kind of have this low, lower self-esteem and always thinking I'm not good enough, like wanting to compare myself to others and looking for validation outside. And so I kind of, you know, was living in that context. And um, I was, you know, grew up middle class, like my parents didn't have money and then made money and then like just grew up middle class. But I went to the like nerdy class in another area of town in La Jolla, which is like one of the richest zip codes in, in the world, really. And so I had like a $5,000 truck, like an old truck, and everybody's got Mercedes and like the nicest trucks and like everything like that. So it kind of reaffirmed this thing of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not, um, I'm not it. Like our family is not it. You know, everyone else like has, we don't. 
And when I went to start my companies, like I went, you know, I went, I was in high school, went to UCLA, just started being entrepreneurial. I was really building from that place. I was building from a place of like, I'm not enough having the scarcity and then creating everything to, to just like prove to myself that I, I, I am enough and I can and, and, and like get people to respect me, you know? And that was really up to 30. So, um, I learned a lot from that, you know, basically, and I've made a lot of shifts from there, learning from that place of building it from that place, but not feeling good, not feeling as good as I wanted to. Now, looking back to that experience in your life, um, can you see the positive outcome of a negative event or some negative events that might, might have seemed to you negative and back then, but have been maybe a transformation for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I love that. And I think we all have that in our lives, you know, everyone, we all, we all, whether we felt that way in the moment. And I think training ourselves as we have those experiences and see the good that comes out of them, training ourselves to see that in the moment, like actually it's called the art of allowing. I was just talking about it with uh, my friend Maria, um, about just like being like, okay, like this is what's happening. Great. Like, let me Like, awesome. Like, let me learn from it now. Like, let me see what's going on now versus resisting it. But, uh, yeah, there's a few moments in my life. Um, you know, one of the most, so anyways, I went through that, sold my companies. Um, and then I basically like hadn't had money and then I made money and I would just like got a penthouse, got an Audi, like was just partying. By the way, this, this guy here was managing, one of the best clubs in Ibiza right now. So he might look, you know, innocent and, and uh, like there's no guy. harm, but he's, he is uh, definitely a maniac in his, in his uh, past life. So, you know, basically two years of just like partying and, and, and having a great time building company, like my company, we had a city guide in San Diego and I was just like a maniac, like dressing up in costumes, throwing confetti. Like we went out throwing confetti, like bringing sunglasses out for everyone. And it was great, but then I woke up one day on my balcony, like I was on the 28th floor overlooking the ocean, beautiful, like cool girl in my bed, like a normal night. <laughs> and then, uh, and then just went out and was like, I'm not fulfilled. You know, I'm, I'm happy, but I'm not fulfilled. I'm, I'm, something's missing, you know, I'm not going to be an asshole and not be grateful, but like something's missing here. And, uh, what was missing? It was the making a real difference for people and like really being in my passion. Like actually it was really good that you asked that because it's like what I had built was, was good and all as marketing company, but it was coming from that place of not being good enough, not having enough, not like not, you know, just lacking. And so shifting into this place of like self-love, doing you know getting into the social impact space which this man is and he'll tell you about it a little bit more um and that was at age 30 and i just like everything shifted like i i all of a sudden saw that um also with my parents you know really realizing that i should be a a leader in love to them like if they're not loving me the way that i want to love them i should teach them how to love mm -hmm. like i should learn how to love and teach them how to learn how to love myself learn how to love them And I did that. And so it really shifted things. And now, you know, for example, I give a talk called The Art of Hugging. Where I open up conferences. Um, yeah, you I've were there. To, yeah, I've been yeah. Of those. yeah, we opened up for the design hotels. And, you know, we're, we're, I share that. I share the story with my parents. And 
and the Holocaust and how Burning Man I learned to hug and I hug everybody and uh, and it's incredible the transformation that came out of that. So really learning how to be loving, learning, you know, touching and stuff like that always felt a little awkward to me mm-hmm. and saying I love you. And, and so now because I didn't know how to before, I really value that. Um, and then also getting into the social impact space and just completely getting into my passion and the first company I built failed. Like I went through a million bucks. I was 80 K in debt. I was like 33 with nothing left and being like, cool, I'm going to be 33, like living with my parents again, (laughs) you know, like go out on a date and be like, so do you want to go to your place or my mom's, you know, (laughs) at 33. So, but I was so in flow at that time and, and realized, okay, I just lost everything, but I'm living in my passion. So fuck it. This is great. Like, this is what I want to do. And that's really skyrocketed me into the next level, you know? And what was the, the key milestone in that evolution? Like when you went to being absolutely bankrupt and living with your parents at 33 yeah. to all of a sudden, you know, really find your new path yeah. and take off again. Yeah. Like what was that spark? Yeah. And what do you think helped you at that time? Yeah. Well, it's honestly one of the most interesting s- stories to me and, and for everyone who's listening. What I really encourage you to do is... is be aligned, be in the flow, be in the know that like you can have life, we can have life the way we want it. Um, because what happened was I basically knew we were out of money, but like we were still grinding, like, okay, let's make it happen, raise more money. And then I got up when I was running the company out of my, my den interns and employees and everything. And I opened up the cupboards to get food. And I was like, all I have is condiments. Like I literally have nothing to eat here, you know, (laughs) some pasta. Yeah. No, I didn't even have pasta. I just had the sauce. He's an amazing cook, by the way. Um, so, yeah, basically, I, I was like, okay. And then I, then it really sunk in. I was like, okay, I don't, I'm going to go get groceries. Wait, I don't have money to buy groceries. And I was like, I don't have money to pay my employees in the next two weeks. Like, what am I going to do? And, and we'd already put a second mortgage on my brother's home. He was my partner. Like, I put all my money in. And in that moment, it was basically a choice. I was like, okay, like, what are my options? I can feel bad. And like go on LinkedIn, look for a job, not want to share what happened with people. Or I can just say, wow, I'm totally aligned in my passion and I'm going to just start asking people what opportunities are out there. And I always like to create ways of being. So I said, I'm going to um, contribute to something I'm passionate about. Like very simple. You know, sometimes we get too much in the details and, and it, it can mess us up because we think it has to happen a certain way. And I just kept telling that to people. And I was saying like to, to, to you, to, to the grocery store person, like everybody. And during that time, I'd been listening to um, the book Abundance by Peter Diamandis. And it's really about how the future is better than we think. And Peter's one of the top futurists in the world, like founder of Singularity University, XPRIZE, father of uh, privatized space travel, like all these things. And... Um, this closer and basically he was my hero like he's literally was like the top person in my life that i'd want to meet but i wasn't even thinking that i would and i went to dinner with my friend jordan brown shout out to jordan brown and i told him i want to contribute to something i'm passionate about and he's like peter's hiring i was like for what he's like for like a like a salesperson for x prize and like just his right hand and i was like you know so fanboying it like Peter Diamandis like oh my gosh you know and he's like yeah let me text him and I was like fuck like he's texting Peter Diamandis it'd be like I don't know texting Beyonce or something for people you know and uh 
Doesn't and then next, respond. yeah. And next thing I know, he texts me, like I'm on text with him. Next thing I know, I'm meeting with him. Long story short, within two weeks, we, we or, like organized the contract. And the first day on the job, I, we, I get on a private plane with him to go meet Elon Musk. And they were speaking at this conference that's a Goldman Sachs conference. It's like top 200. So it was like all the top entrepreneurs like Jimmy Iovine from Beats um, and Apple, like um, Drew Houston from, from Box. Um, like just, I, I was like, what, what is this? You know, like What's this happening? is my life now, you know? And it was just like what you said of just viewing that thing because people get devastated when they lose startups. You know, mm-hmm. and, and people even like will commit suicide over that. Mm-hmm. And I lost everything, but I just chose to feel good and I chose to, to be aligned. And literally, like, my whole life took off. Like, I was, you know, on the phone with, with Peter and like Tony Robbins and, you know, just like all these people that were just amazing. Got to go to Singularity University, like, learned so much from Peter, contributed to him. We're still good friends. And, I started making like 20K a month with my commissions, paying my debts off. I got to live wherever I wanted to. So I moved to New York and started traveling the world, like running the companies remotely, which is what I do now. Like I have four companies now that I run remotely. So it's just flowing like right into that lesson, you know, is really the way that I, that I feel about it. And, you know, having the, the honor and the opportunity to meet these amazing, you know, thought leaders like Peter or, or Elon Musk, but in particular, Peter, who you have spent a bit more time with, um, what is the skill that you have learned from him? From him, yeah. Um, first off, he just leads from the heart. You know, he just leads from the heart. He's, he's a big walking heart. Cares about the world. Like, everything he does is around making a difference in the world. So um, that was big. Uh learning like basically if you talk to peter for like 30 minutes you have like a week's worth of work to do because <laughs> his vision's so big you know so so he'll share his vision and then he's like trust you to put it together so that was really incredible i mean we really i really learned like what it's about being a leader and then also just he like calls it like he you know he he wanted to go to space couldn't become an astronaut with nasa and he then he's way around it. Yeah. And then he, he raised 10, 10 million dollar prize for the team that could go to space, mm-hmm. privatized team, Richard Branson, mother team. And now he's like, you know, all, all this private space travel industry was created from there. So he would just call it and just just say, like, this is my vision. This is what I'm doing. You know, and, and, and he has a term called your massive transformative purpose. And um, perfect. Someone's asking about financial freedom. So we can, we'll answer that. Thank you. Um, so we are live on, on, Nadav's on Instagram, Instagram by yeah. The way. yeah. Um, at Nadav Wolf, if you ever want to follow the fun. Um, but yeah, basically not being afraid of just like calling it and going for it and, and not having exactly the way you want it or having a different version or not accomplishing it, mm. still believing and, and moving forward. So that was a, a big thing I learned. And then with, with uh, XPRIZE is the, the, the private space travel company, um, sorry, the 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 prize company for the betterment of humanity. And then we, it's a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. HeroX was created out of that, and HeroX, the CEO is Christian Cotacini, is an amazing guy, and I became the chief revenue officer. And there, really, what I got was just like really good systemization, mm-hmm. like really good processes, really good systemization management tools, which as a young CEO I didn't utilize all the time. 
and that's how I've built these companies, right? So I'm just just a little background. I mean, I have four companies. They've become multi-million dollar companies, you know, all combined um, within 18 months and doing it from all around the world. Our whole team's distributed all around the world. And, um, you know, I really learned that from them. Sorry to interrupt you there, but no, do you find it challenging to work with people remotely? Because that's kind of the idealistic view of our new modern era, right? Like, yeah. yeah, we can work from wherever, but I feel like sometimes you're missing the human touch. That's what oh. I got you for. Yeah. <laughs> right here. Guy. Um, how do you, how do you bypass that? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's really like, what do I not want? And then how do I have it the way I want it? You know? So it's like the things you said that we don't want, like, first off, I really kind of let challenge out of my vocabulary um, more opportunities and, and, you know, kind of, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, we have a hundred units, hundred, you know, apartments in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. Um, our pro our project manager is in Jamaica. Jake, the president is in Costa Rica and the things running like at a 23% return cash on cash, which is very, very good wow. for real estate and over a 90% occupancy rate because of the systems that we use. Um, and I like sharing this because I think in general, and it's probably, you know, my own doing like a lot of what I share on, on, on Instagram and I share my social media is impactful for people, but I don't always share like the real business mm-hmm. aspects of things, mm-hmm. you know, because structure creates freedom. So there's no, Actually, we encourage people to work less hours. You know, we, encourage, we, we have a 35-hour work week. We don't ask mm-hmm. for more mm-hmm. because we want people to have life balance and be with their families and do their thing. And that's been just like, and you just believe. You just trust to know. Like sometimes like the, the numbers will be off, like we'll, we'll, we'll not perform as well as we want. I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like I don't jump in and do things and I don't get upset. The way that I would, I would, the context I'd bring to it is like, I'm a coach on the sidelines with an all-star team. Um, and so I'm an all-star team. I can't jump in the game and play. I'm a coach. You can't do that unless you want to get kicked out of the game and it won't make a difference. And so that's also the context that I bring, like the chairman life where it's like, how can I talk to someone, help them shift something, you know, get them to have the answer. I implement the systems. The systems are, you know, it's, it's like daily huddles, daily 15 minute calls on Mondays, like all the executive calls, which is like looking at the tasks, looking at the processes, like looking at the financials, making sure everyone's really clear on what they need to do. Everything's in the project management system, CRM systems and all that. Um, what, what do you use as a project management system? Um, well, firstly, I'll say the the best project management system and the best CRM system to use is the one that you use. Because <laughs> that's the biggest thing. A lot of people will like, the CEO won't get, won't focus on integrating it and the rest of the company doesn't follow or in- mm-hmm. implement it properly. Totally. Right? And so that's something I also teach with, with my coaching um, around really like utilizing these systems. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so basically like Monday, everything's set up properly and then the rest of the week we do check-ins And even like for me, I only do outside meetings from 11 to five if I'm in the US or like two to eight on Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Mm-hmm. I don't do meetings otherwise because I want to have that balance in my life and create what I'm looking to create. 
in the way that I want to do it. And I think that's a big part of why sometimes we don't have what we want because we don't believe that we, we don't believe we can have it the way we want. And, and when we do, and everyone's experienced this, I think we, we just give up. Basically what happens is we give up a little bit before we, we have it. And the reason we're not having it is because all that time in the past where we were in the mindset of not being able to have it is manifesting, not being able to have it in the physical world. And so when we shift our mindset for long enough for the vibration we created in the past to dissipate, mm-hmm. we, then we can have what we want. And then when we believe and do that and know, then we can do it more and more and more. Can I ask you, like, how do you decide what meetings are, are worth it and which meetings are not worth it? How do you say? Yeah. Okay. Good question. It's a progression, right? So the stuff that I'm sharing, by the way, is... Stuff that I've learned over time. I'm 36 now, you know, and I've 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 done well. I've I've failed, and I've I've you know made mistakes and stuff. So there's a few things. Like one is just being aligned and believing that we can have meetings with the people we want to have meetings with. That's number one. Mm-hmm. You know, just that it will be the right meeting. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Then. From a structure standpoint, what we do is uh, lead scoring. And so we have two, two categories for leads. One is candidates. So it's like ideal candidate, good candidate, average. And it's not anything to do personally with the person. It's just what is our target market and is it that target market? So, for example, with Lifestyle Perfected, it's CEOs. And so it's CEOs with like 10 million plus companies, um, 10 million plus in revenue. And, and then the other one is how engaged they are. There's fully engaged, like there's fully engaged and ready. There's engaged. There's like, you know, open to discovery call, not engaged. And those move every week, like depending on where it's at. And then, so, so that's one where we, we, we score them and we have the average and that's how we know who to, who to, uh, schedule. Mm -hmm. And we give like questionnaires before we schedule the meetings. And then the other part is like the different types of meetings because we have what's called a discovery call, which is. To get to know each other. So if I don't really know you and I don't have like all the info on you, I say, yeah, let's do a 30-minute call. And leave, we leave 30 minutes afterwards so in case it goes longer. And it's great. I don't, I don't mind, you know, spending that. And I also have it like booked in my calendar to do that. And then after it's qualified, we'll do an introduction lifestyle session or an investor meeting if it's to raise money. Um, so that's really the key. And then the other part is like with marketing, of course, like targeting the right people and reaching out to the right people. Mm-hmm. But, and, and then the, the last thing I'll say is as you start maturing as a company, figuring out like, well, do I want to create a product for a different segment of people? Like right now I do one-on-one coaching. It's all, you know, just, it's, a, it's, it's high priced for CEOs and it's, it's, it's integrated, but I want to do more video, you know, for anyone that, that wants to join. And so I'll, I'll create that in a way that it's at a lower price point. So what is the what is the minimum fee that you charge for a coaching? Um, well, I do contracts. I do one free one, um, and but it's five thousand a month, mm-hmm. and it's between um, three to six months. I like to keep it like that. I don't have a twelve month package, and that um, that includes a coaching session every other week. Mm-hmm. So I coach six days a month. So basically I coach Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then I have 12 days until next Tuesday where I like can just chill, work on the business, take a vacation, um, give time for myself. And then, but then there's implementation sessions with my team. 
So basically, there's all these areas of life, 12 areas of life, money, business, purpose, physical health, which is nutrition and movement, per, uh, time creation, all stuff. And so everyone is a module. I do a coaching session to align people. And then my team executes with them like into the calendar, into the project management system, into the CRM system, financial management. We train their team. So it's very integrated where it's like woo-woo spiritual alignment and then real execution in a business environment. Really giving the toolkit yeah. to, to follow up and really make it, you know, create, create action yeah. towards. And the brain pattern shifting. Yeah. yeah. So obviously all this is the work that you do within the um, Lifestyle Perfected umbrella. Right. Um, just to clarify to people what lifestyle perfected is, yeah. is your coaching work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, it's a lifestyle. A lifestyle. Yeah. Exactly. It's a way of being. Yeah. That's how you're integrating <laughs> work and your passion yeah. in your lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Um, what are the what are the main challenges you are facing uh, right now? Right now. Um, I mean, life's pretty damn good in general. I would say that uh, sometimes reaching a plateau of fulfillment and happiness right so kind of being like like today i'm much more fulfilled and happy than i was in the past but i literally two days ago like kind of came off this like super high like two months like you know in israel with all my friends bought this retreat center in costa rica then i come to Ibiza, and it's for anyone who's been here it's so magical and serendipitous and everything's amazing and i had this moment where like a bunch of my friends left and I had to move apartment and i was just like sad You know, not like super sad, but just just down a little bit. And and again, these are not problems I'm complaining about. But I think, you know, elevating that. And then I would say that on on a that, that's more of a feeling standpoint. Um, another one is really like really getting aligned in relationship. You know, because like I'm 36 now, so I'm like, okay, what do I want? You know, like I want a relationship. I want a family. So how do I, how do I? Um, create that you know it's got to be some shift in me you know so that's something and then the other thing is really scaling the companies in a big way and and you know what my, my my mission with lifestyle perfected is every person on the planet's living their passion and so combining emotional intelligence with exponential technologies like ai and all these things that will, will help us align but then also exponential technology that reduce cost of living to the point where no one really needs to do anything they don't want to do. So 70% of people in the world are, are doing things they don't want to do for money. Mm -hmm. um, so those I say would like the three, again, taking challenge, turning it into opportunity. It's like really consistently elevating my ability to feel good, um, you know, finding the, the relationship and partner of my dreams and being the person of my dreams. Who is, who is that? Then, How uh, would you define that? I'm curious to know because I, I think for what I know you, you know, like... I think you are too charming, handsome, smart, you know, good looking, you name it, you know, like I think, I think probably your problem is the, the multiple choice you have. I think that like if, you know, if I just dive into it, it's, it's, so I always look at ratios of, of vibration. So I, I love myself and I, and I feel good about myself. There's a, there's a, a ratio of me that still has a residual of not feeling good enough. That still has the residual of like, That's a, I'm global, a global, you know, yeah. society virus. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not there yet. And that's like, if I, if I put it into ratio, it's like 10 or 20% or 10 or 15%. So I think on one hand, like having that reflection in other people. Um, and again, it's not something like, 
I love my life and I love sleeping alone. I like dating, like whatever, you know, it's all good. You make the most, the most out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, however, I think that's something that, that there is there for me. And, and the thing is, is like I have even recently fallen in love and, um, and not, it hasn't been reciprocated and that was just lately you know so that also taught me a lot as well a woman had turned you down <laughs> yeah no way it happens quite a bit yeah wow. <laughs> but uh <laughs> love to witness that. yeah 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 well we can uh we can call her she's great um she's an amazing person We're so still how would very you define your ideal woman um i would say you know i'll kind of say it in two ways one is one is really around uh relationship you know so it's like obviously physical attraction so let me just put that out there. Physical attraction, we're all, you know, want that. Obviously. So it's like, I don't know if I have a type, but it's like, I want them to be beautiful and vibrant and fit. Shiny. Shiny, um, naughty, all these things. The unicorn. Yeah, yeah. You know, want to travel and stuff. But um, but I think from an alignment standpoint, number one thing for me is, is being inspired. You know, really being inspired by my partner and just being like, wow, like, And I just want to lift you up into new heights. We lift each other up and we do amazing things together. Um, so that's really important. Um, being able to live this lifestyle. You know, I, I've been living around the world. Um, doing, you know, living six weeks here, six weeks there. So someone that wants to have that lifestyle and that, or is already doing it, not just like, I'm going to come with you, mm, you know. And play along. Yeah, which is also okay, but just like that the person has their own thing going and then um really like impact focus like wanting to make a difference and like super self-express like just being that person that's like always expanding and doing personal development and like really like trying new things and being artistic in these things um so so yeah that's uh that's it so just to answer a couple questions real quick um on the coaching somebody asked you know 5k a month is a lot don't you also coach normal people no i don't coach normal people we're all weird crazy people um but i'm well, creating coach me yeah yeah i'm a normal baby. yeah far from it uh so basically yeah we're creating like less expensive products um so yeah just just to answer that and um you know the great sieg said something i think if we don't maintain some sort of dissatisfaction in our life we won't have things to improve and i and i i, I agree in that in part because dissatisfaction shows us the contrast and, and it's light in the dark. What we don't want sure. creates what we want. Yeah. And, you know, like, I mean, talking about coaching and, and, you know, your work there, there is so much bullshit in coaching, don't you think? Um, so, many so, he, so, so, so here's the thing, okay? So, so, so yes, I see that. I'm going to, you know, say something that people may or may not agree with. It's just like, I just, I just don't, like focus there so i don't really see it i just see that like coaching is amazing and every coach is there to make a difference for people there's people that want to be coaches people that think like coaching's bullshit not not that you do i didn't say that but just that there are some right and then um because you're actually a coach yourself and have you know this amazing organization bridges for music that you make a difference in people's lives so you get that um but i think everybody wants to make a difference for people and so if i, I would just say like If you're choosing a coach, like go for someone that you is like more than you can afford, like a little bit more because that's going to make a difference, you know, and that's how you, like we elevate. Um, Rich Litvin, who's a masterful coach, he took me under his wing and mentored me and like just 
I just learned like how to do it in the, from the beginning. Um, but I think for all those coaches that are, are going and trying and working out, I think, I think that, that what I will say is like coaching is about timing, you know, and it's, 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 there's not, I never would say it's the right time if you're 22 or 32 or 52, cause you could be 52 and completely misaligned and unaware. You could be 22 and like little Buddha, you know, it's just like continuously focus on being aligned, doing personal development. I'm, I'm talking to anyone that wants to coach, um, like keep improving yourself and become the best coach you can and coach people like just to be in service. Like that was a big thing for me is like, I would just invite people to do sessions with like we did, whether or not they sign up, I'm just there to be in service. Mm-hmm. So that'd be my advice. But I do think the thing that I have an advantage in is that I think I have one of the best coaching programs in the world. Like that's my feeling about it and it keeps improving. That's, that's one of the reasons. But first off, I have a lot of experience. I've done lots of personal development, like 25 different courses, you know, Landmark, MITT, Ayahuasca, the sound healing we just did here. And I've built businesses. I've failed businesses. And I created a framework. So I created like a very systematic framework that's in Google Drive and we're sharing the screen and going through it. And then it like that framework aligns you then can be executed by the team. Like, and so that's one of the reasons I think that the coaching is so impactful. And it, that's what I would encourage all coaches to do is really create a framework. And at the end, I guess, you know, like every coach is good um, as long as he's impacting his community or his you know, clients or whatever it is. I want to touch a little bit on your project in Costa Rica. Yeah. I know just acquired a new retreat space there. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Hell yeah. I love it. So first off, shout out to uh, all my team, all the team in Costa Rica at Imaloa Institute. It's uh, com if you want to check it out. And shout out to Eric and, and, and Val, you know, two of the investors. Um, let's see. It's been a year in the making, um, but basically we had this vision to, to buy a retreat center and a place, a house of masters where people could come teach and I could like be there in my kaftan like coming out and like learning from people and teaching myself all year, all year round yeah <laughs> yeah um and so we started in maui because jake was living there found a space raised two and a half million realized that the the regulations were off and what just like you couldn't airbnb properly you couldn't like do a retreat center there that you needed a license mm-hmm. it was just all this stuff that we were like what the hell you know we knew it we thought there was a way around it but then they, they tightened things up when when we were about to go to buy it so we just like the next day we're like let's do costa rica like no you know we, we raised money for six months and then had to change the location no fighting no widen and uh it was just like cool find a you know say okay let's go look in costa rica i i wanted to anyways because i live there part-time i love it and essentially we just said okay let, we want 20 acres or more we want you know it already structures to already be built by the beach you know just the wish list and we found the first place we found and, and we looked at 10 other places and we, we ended up buying the, the one that was the first one. And so it's in Dominical. It's 20 acres. Um, we have uh, eight rooms right now. Bali, they're from Bali, brought in from Bali, 200-year-old homes. Um, we have an incredible yoga dance deck up in the trees with like a bridge to it. We have a waterfall, um, amazing event space, dining room, lounge, like really loungy boho style, the dance floor. There's monkeys and it's 180 degree views of the ocean up on the mountain. And essentially it's a place for masters to come teach, you know, so we want to spread consciousness. We are spreading consciousness. 
you know, just, just by here talking and, and interacting together in this podcast on this live and essentially scale, like scale this both, like the ways to scale is like one is with us around the world. The other one is, is creating coalitions between owners of, of, of things like this. Like you have your center in Longa and, 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 you know, different people doing different things and then also like spread it digitally. Beautiful. And talking about masters, when you said masters, the first person that came to my mind was Alexander Tanus, who we did the sound meditation with yesterday. Um, someone that's blown my mind in every single experience I had with him. I consider him probably one of the best sound specialists in the world yeah. uh, for his research on sound from a shamanic perspective, from you know Eastern philosophy's perspective, from the science. Yeah. Um, he the way. Um, he connects mathematics with sound and human consciousness is absolutely yeah. mind-boggling. Yeah. Um, tell me, tell me a little bit about your experience yesterday, and you know, how was your journey? I mean, we're still landing and integrating, you know, because um, it was it was last night into the morning, and I went to bed at eleven in the morning, woke up around four or five p.m. and came here. Um, you know, it was. I play guitar, I sing, I love to dance. I've never experienced sound in that way before. And that was a f actually the first sound healing I've ever done because I've avoided them. Sometimes I avoid meditating and avoid like sitting down and not doing anything because I'm a little hyper. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically just blown away. I mean, you could, you could f he, he, he did an hour and a half teaching us about sound and the different types of sound and how it impacts your, your body and your mind and resonance and how the church is like, actually taken certain notes and keys out of the music they play to m misalign people essentially mm -hmm. into like the way that they want them to be, which isn't a surprise, but it is crazy that you can do that. And so bringing back this music, that's uh, I guess it's intemperance. Mm -hmm. uh, unequal temper. Yeah. So yeah. And just, just like being in a room together and um, his name is Alexander Tanis. For the people asking, you can find, you can him, find on him on sound meditation. Yeah, also. sound meditation. That's uh, someone asked that. Yeah, I mean, basically, just a lot of release last night. You know, a lot of um, feeling the instruments, the, the resonance and the music from the instruments. Because he basically has a gong set up, all these singing bowls or sound bowls, and just these instruments. I mean, he's just masterful and takes you on this journey. And I can just feel the vibrations like going and aligning things and bringing stuff up, like bringing stuff around myself and my family and forgiving myself for things. And I felt the pain of just like people in pain, you know, Syrian refugees, people in abusive environments. Um, and that was, you know, that's something that I, I like to feel because normally I feel really good and just like really focus on feeling, which I think is important, whether people are suffering or not in the world. I mean, we're focused on making a difference, so we should live our best lives. And um, yeah, it was just transformational to, to understand that sound can do that. And now I'm really, you know, integrating, feeling the release, like feeling more love than before and seeing like, what is it that, I want to let go of and what do I want to bring into that space, you know, and, and really just seeing everybody in the room shifting and, uh, <laughs> in, in pure resonance. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to bring up now my story of dancing with the Palo Santo? Well, basically he, um, Alexander asked him for Palo Santo. So he went to get it 
and he was so like in the zone that he, he he lit it and then he's like dancing he's doing this palo santo like ravey dance where he's like letting people smell it but then he's like dancing like this and um and i opened my eyes and you're not allowed to talk to people and interact during the ceremony and i was just like i'm so glad i saw this like i want to get up and hug you but i was like i'll never unsee this and now because Val's a big source of inspiration and strength for me. Um, now I'm like, every time I have, I feel like unsure if I'm going to accomplish something or it's going to happen. I'm just going to imagine Val, like Paulo Santo dancing in front of me, like clearing the way for, <laughs> for it to happen. It was amazing. It was um, just the collective energy in the room. Right? Yeah. Really, yeah. really feeling the resonance between everyone in that room was yeah. really, really mind-blowing. For those that I think have never done a sound meditation, I would just advise them to choose the right guide. Yeah. I mean, we were in the hands probably of the best master yeah. you can yeah. find in, on the planet um, because there's also a lot of bullshitter out there in yeah. all this spirituality world that take advantage and misuse power. Yeah. So, um, yes, find the right person and dive deep into it. I think we need to wrap it up here. Uh, we have dinner waiting. Yes. Just to integrate it, all the experience. Yes. So um, amazing. Thanks, everyone, for being there listening to this first episode yeah and thanks to you Donald, for being such a wonderful human yeah I lots really of love admire you, man. lots of love yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, give me a hug <laughs> tell someone in your life today that you love them and uh, if you have more questions you can comment or or direct message me and I'd be happy to answer for you and have a day as beautiful and amazing as you are just to wrap it up Can you give us your handles? Where can people find you on Instagram? Yeah, my Instagram handle is at Nadav Wilf, N-A-D-A-V, last name W-I-L-F. So much love for everyone in our community. And um, I'll see you soon. And that was it for this week at the Resonance Collective podcast, but we will be back next week with new inspiring guests in the space of human potential and social impact. If you did like this episode as much as we did doing it, please consider subscribing to it. It will mean the life to us and it will motivate us to carry on with this work. If you're more interested in the details of the podcast, in our guests or in our Resonance camps, please join our website in resonance.co and drop us a message we really try to answer every single message we get that was it for this week stay tuned and thanks for listening